Welcome to the Mind of Japan podcast. Welcome to another exciting edition of our Mindduck Japan podcast. On this exciting adventure, I'd like to take you on a journey to see all the tea of the world and have a wonderful, relaxing and eye-opening experience in the world of tea. Joining us on this episode is Chen. How are you today? I'm doing just fine, Philip. Thank you for asking. Very nice to have you. And uh, we also are happy to welcome Martin again. How are you, Martin? I'm feeling very zen right now. Thank you, Philip. We're all gathered here today to discuss our passion, our obsession, our wandering lust for tea. Let me tell you, Chen, I love tea. Do you love tea? No, Philip. I fucking hate tea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Do you like tea, Martina? Uh, yes. To my right, uh, there is a shelf. A shelf. (laughs) is full of Japanese tea <laughs> and then and to my left uh, there's the kitchen and in that kitchen there's a shelf and that shelf is full of another random tea from all over the world so I think I can quite say that I like tea yeah in this episode I cut out all the other topics and I'd like to focus on just one topic and it's tea I talked about uh. this with Chen, and she <laughs> said it's a very bad idea. And I talked about this with Martin, and he said it was a good idea. So what we're going to do this episode is discuss all things tea in Japan. Uh. Because I am obsessed with tea. Martin as well. And... Uh, Chen don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And... <laughs> so you're the... We are the addicts here, and you're the, like... Uh, <laughs> The one that's gonna calm us down. Yes, I'm gonna be the ref on this matter. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And to quickly uh, have a short memory uh, how much we like tea, I'd like to listen to a very short clip from one and a half year ago in Kyoto, where we visited a shop, uh, a tea shop with Martin. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And we talked about how nice the food and and drinks and tea are in Japan. And I asked Martin how how he liked the tea when he smelled it in Japanese uh, in the Japanese tea shop in Kyoto. Do you remember what he said? Uh, I I know it was something about orgasm, but it was <laughs> I don't know. So I'll, I'll send you this clip. Like the other day, we went to a tea shop. Do you remember what he said when he smelled the tea? I was okay. No. <laughs> That's one of the occasions. And I, I just asked, like, can we have like ordinary hojicha tea? And we opened the bag, and he smelled it. And it was amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the best smell in my life. <laughs> I'd say. 
And that's why I bought bought the whole bag. So yeah, I'm looking forward to opening it yes. and having orgasms, multiple <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> yes, it, it, it smelled like green tea. <laughs> okay, I was totally off. <laughs> <laughs> it's from a nice tea shop where an old lady showed us all the tea it was, it was amazing <laughs> it was it was it definitely was <laughs> like it was a highlight from Kyoto so, so I, I am tea obsessed I can't uh, live without tea just a caffeine addiction but I hate coffee do you drink coffee Martina? Uh, unless somebody gives it to me I'm not gonna make it myself I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> okay and Chen's gone through a wonderful transformation from get this off of my face for fuck's sake to <laughs> she actually has a tea that she likes in Japan. <laughs> like one tea. <laughs> and also we're going to discuss uh, why all of this tea preference is complete nonsense at the end with the thought of the day so you can look forward to that. But uh, before we get into all this tea discussion, I'd like to quickly look back after 20 episodes of this podcast. And uh, when we did the 11th episode, we looked at the first 10 episode names and talked about how bad the names were. And I wanted to just quickly do it again because I had a lot of fun doing that. And I wanted to see if it got better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to quickly tell you the names of the last 10 episodes from 11 to 20 and tell me... Uh, what do you think? Well, I'm going to say they're already looking good if this episode is called TTT. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the next time, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> Last time we gave ratings, like from 0 to 10, so 10's the best, so maybe you can give a quick rating. Alright. <laughs> so episode 11 was called Mascot Epidemic. I, I was yeah. saying, yeah, that one was good. 8. Yeah. Seven. Taylor's fault. It's not my name, but, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. Episode 12 was Hakone Okinawa Niko. Yeah, that's just boring. What? It's just boring, you know. Yes. <laughs> Hakone what? Okinawa Niko. Because yeah, we traveled no, to those yeah, no. <laughs> That was zero effort. Yeah. It's one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's say zero. So episode 13, when it was released, I called it like the best game ever. But then I changed it to game. <laughs> Game. It's only good if you know like yeah, the proper pronunciation. <laughs> Which after listening to the episode, yes. you should know. So the, yeah. the the name should be bad, and after you listen, it should be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, entertaining for so me. <laughs> before the episode four, after the episode seven. Okay. <laughs> so number fourteen was decapitation hell club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an English translation from uh, the Japanese band that has parody songs, that makes parody songs. Oh yeah, let's have seven or eight. Okay, <laughs> number 15, Cleaning Yell. <laughs> that was just the, the, the advert that's, that's name. That's the advert, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a four. Also quite like... <laughs> so, it's 16, Bicycle Madness. I mean, you could have cleaning madness, tea madness, mm -hmm. yeah. March madness. <laughs> Are you, hey, uh, match madness. Match madness. Is amazing. Okay, <laughs> what the? Wait, wait, wait! I'm out of scope here. What does that? What? <laughs> so in the U.S., when it's basketball season, it's called March 
madness. There was a newscaster ah. that just kept fucking it up like three times on the same <laughs> newscast. And she was so excited. She was like, are you ready for match madness? Madness. Okay, that's great. Team madness. Evans. True, like it was. Yeah, t there's too much madness here. So let's uh, let's go with five. Uh, so episode seventeen is swearing with an Egyptian. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, okay, eighteen. Not my name. Philip's bizarre anime adventure. I mean, but I mean, it's after JoJo. Hmm. So like, I mean, it's it's fine. Okay. It's like okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I, I, I can't really like give a proper uh, grading to that. <laughs> okay, nineteen mountain bake bandit. That one's ten out of ten. Oh, really? <laughs> mountain bake bandit. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That's a Good name, but also like from basically the name of the. Uh, it was like the local food, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is great, great name. <laughs> it's a great name, not your name, but it's a great name. <laughs> and episode twenty, cycle kid becomes cycle man. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, thanks. So I'm not sure. It's very, very. It's fluctuating a lot. These ratings. I'm not sure. It's, it's very hit and miss. Mostly miss. And I feel like the ratings are much worse than the first ten episodes. Language work. <laughs> so first part. How can you say tea in Japanese? And uh, what kind of teas, like language-wise, can you find in Japan? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've done my tea research, even though I am not a fan, but I wanted to get to the bottom of this, so y'all strap in <laughs> and hold on for this ride. So, ocha is just tea in general, and for some reason, Japanese people are really proud of green tea, so usually, like, if you ask for some ocha, you're gonna get green tea, unless you specify. But, specifically, green tea is ryokcha, which ryoku is a way to say green, and cha is a way to say tea in Japanese. But there are many, many kinds of teas. We're gonna break this down. There are... <laughs> Kinds of teas which are determined by their structure, as in leaves or flowers or stems. And then there, there are ways of growing the tea, which depends on their shading amount. Then there are ways of harvesting tea, which depends on the season that you picked it. And then there are ways of cooking or steaming the tea. And all of these things make up Tea. But I people wish, get them real confused. For the listeners, I wish you could see Chan saying this because she's got amazing body language. She's like having this mind palace organized tea structure boxes and she's like showing me with her fingers and hands. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm like slowly moving down this hierarchy with my hands, but no one can see it. And all this coming from a person who hated tea two years yes. ago and couldn't stand it. And when I offered her tea, she would be like, oh, fuck though. But I, I needed to get to the bottom of this. So, first thing first. 
There are maybe about nine types of actual tea offered in Japan. So we have barley tea, which is mugi cha. And we have black tea, which is kocha, which actually is red tea in Japanese, but I don't know why we say black tea in English. And you said Chinese as well? Uh-huh. In, yeah. in Chinese. Yeah, also, also in Chinese. It's also red also tea. But black tea consists of withered leaves and they receive maximum oxidation. And let's see, we have green tea, which is ryocha, and it yeah. consists of leaves, any leaves. So ocha is just like any tea but, in no, Japanese, tea. and ryocha is like specifically in general green tea. Yeah, All so right. I'm going to. Barley tea is made from barley. That's non caffeine, by the way. Caffeine free. And black tea is kocha, or it's made from withered leaves and receives maximum oxidation. And then there's green tea, which is ryocha, and it's just made from leaves and minimal oxidation. And then you have oolong tea, which is from China, and it's made from withered and fermented leaves, and they have high oxidation. And then you have stem tea, which is just made from the stems of, I don't know, tea plants mm -hmm. for whatever reason. So that's called kukicha? Yeah, kukicha. And then you have other kinds of teas like, uh, well, there's white tea, which is called shiracha, which is made from buds of the flower on the tea and the leaves. And we has haven't no had that yet, Martina. We should, we should get on that. It's pretty good. I like it. But I, I had some <laughs> white teas from oh, China. God. But, but. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We could, but not the Japanese. Not the Japanese, <laughs> yeah. And then there's yellow tea, which is slow dried green tea with the smell of black tea. Hmm, whatever that means. <laughs> and it's called kicha. <laughs> Wait, how does that work? <laughs> I, I have no idea, but yeah. And then there's other things like there's tea. Sometimes it's made with brown rice inside, which is like ginmaicha. And then there's tea with buckwheat, which is sobacha, mm. and tea with kelp, which is kombucha, yeah. and all this nonsense. So there's all the teas. But next. <laughs> what people don't know is that tea is shaded differently and you get different types of taste depending on how much you shade this tea so if you have completely shaded tea like like always shaded like the most shaded possible you which also makes have, it the most expensive by the way <laughs> you have what you call gyokuro which is shaded green tea so just to <laughs> intervene for a bit yeah uh, it's the most expensive tea i've ever seen in my life <laughs> if you have gyokuro it's basically very 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 high quality green japanese tea but it's been grown in shade and it's been okay. very very well taken care of and it's like the highest price you can ever imagine it's called the queen's tea yeah, so basically you're paying like a, a ton more price just because there's some shade on it. So to put the price <laughs> on it, like uh, normal teas in Japan, you could for like 50 grams, you can pay like you know, 200 yen, it's, it's not expensive. And for 50 grams of uh, Gyokuro, you can pay like 3000 yen, so it's like 10 times or 20 times more expensive. Yeah, and then though, if you're cheap, you can get like something called briefly shaded green tea which maybe like for one week it's shaded and it's called kabusecha and yeah it's just that one to two one to three weeks of shading 
And then if you're real cheap, you can just get sencha, <laughs> which is basically the like, most common tea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's it's unshaded green tea. That's the normal tea that normal it, people drink. Yeah, it's out in the sun. <laughs> it's called sencha. But to go a step further, it depends <laughs> on your harvest time. Yeah. You can have sencha, but then you can have like first harvest sencha or like second harvest or something. So the number one best tea would be like gyokuro, like shaded tea, but taken in the first season which would <laughs> which would be uh the seasons are called bancha which is like tea of the harvest but the first the first season is you can call it shincha like new tea or you can call it ichibancha like the first like number one tea mm-hmm. it's the best that you can you can get of something and then they have like nibancha, sambancha, which means like the second season. Which is interesting because one of the tea brands is literally called bancha. Yeah. And it's supposed yeah. to be less caffeine and it's supposed to be like the remains or the leftovers, like the lower quality tea. Mm-hmm. So why did they call it bancha if bancha is actually the name of the season? Uh, well, bancha just means it, it's a counter for placement, oh, yeah, yeah. like first, second, third. Mm-hmm. So probably, usually, if they just call it bancha, it probably meant that it was probably like fourth season oh, okay. or something. If you if you like see bancha, you just on, the, see bancha. On, the, on the label, it usually means this is like the cheaper one and yeah. it's not as strong and it's like yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. they're saying it's seasoned. <laughs> it's well, been yeah, around. Bancha it was last week. Typically made from the fourth season, so from the fourth yeah. picking <laughs> and from the big leaves that are left over from from the previous picking. So yeah, it's it's just the lowest quality but ban doesn't make sense that much yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah exactly right but then next to go even further there's <laughs> the ways of actually cooking the tea like you can have deep steamed tea which is fukamushi cha or or for example you can have roasted tea which is hoji cha or you could have let's say what else we got here? We got, uh, oh, you could have like powdered tea, which is matcha. Or, I mean, you can just mm-hmm. you do whatever you want the with this stuff. Are you, are you finally make or you can have this goody cha stuff, which mm-hmm. is like gunpowder tea, which is, did you make it? Goody goody means to tear apart in Japanese. So goody cha is like torn leaves into small pieces. Yeah. So it's like, it's insane. I don't understand you people in this tea culture. This is insane. Why are there so a, many things? It's going amazing on here? that you wow. studied all this, but it wow. was like a hor- like overwhelming info dump. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just. That's, just oh, that's great. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You're amazed. <laughs> I just had to get to the bottom of this because it was driving me nuts. There were so many names of tea, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? What's the difference between these two? It all tastes the same. It smells the same. So I, I, I had I was, to do it. I was trying to like have this info dump in steps, but uh, too late. It's all been yeah. I had to get yeah. it in my. I had to get out my system. It's okay. So, so let's <laughs> just to quickly sum it up. So for normal people who don't care about tea, there's green tea, <laughs> and depends how you grow it. How you prepare it before you make it and then how you make it basically so you grow it in shade or not or half shade then you either steam it 
or don't steam it or you oxidize it or you don't oxidize it or you ferment it or you don't ferment it and then at the end you either tear it apart just throw it into leaves or, or roast it or some other things and then then you have tea basically you just do a bunch of shit that ain't necessary <laughs> to drink a drink that ain't worth drinking <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen hojicha outside of Japan? No, like you can't really buy this stuff or like it's not made anywhere else, I think. <laughs> That's very strange to me because it's a very characteristic and like a rich, nice taste. It smells really nice. That was the tea that Martin smelled in the clip we listened to at the beginning. This <laughs> yes. smells hojicha. <laughs> and it smells really nice. It's like nice roasted, like a little bit chocolatey sometimes. So if you're partially or at least a little bit interested in tea, you have some hojicha when you come to Japan. <laughs> That's different that you can't get elsewhere. And uh, then you have all these uh, like uh, fukamushicha, which is deep steamed, so you prepare it longer. And that's our personal favorite, uh, because when you open it, it smells very rich, a little bit like uh, fermented, but it's not fermented. It smells like matcha to me, that's why I like it. It smells very, very strong. Like if you imagine very, very rich taste, like if you take a whiff of it when you open the bag, it's like very, it's like intense and the taste is also like very very intense so i love this because it's like a very fresh very strong green tea that's very very tasty yeah. it's not bitter it's not uh, like i don't know it's just just great but you have to steep it very short time which most people who don't care about tea they just over steep it so this one is just 30 seconds it's really fast and then there is a very funny thing about kombucha because Somewhere, somebody, I think it was in China, made kombucha and then it went to the west and to the east, like to Japan and to the US, and it became two completely different things and it makes people very upset and surprised and shocked. <laughs> and I hate both. <laughs> Some yeah. people like one of them. So do you guys know what's the difference or do you know what kombucha is? I thought that was the kelp thing. In Japan. In Japanese it means kelp tea and it's sometimes salty and it's good for your digestion, it's caffeine free and it's a very very characteristic strong taste, it's more like soup. Okay. Isn't it some sort of alcoholic drink? Like, uh... Not really, but similar. Uh, so Japanese version, just kelp tea. In Europe and America, some kind of a hipster or somebody <laughs> decided to grow a mushroom in a bottle oh. and ferment it and leave it there for months. So if you make kombucha, like what American and European people think it is, is you grow a mushroom for like, a, it's like a culture and you have to like nutrition it and like have it in your house for months. And then you have this fermented like thing that grows in your bottle and then you pour it into a glass and you ferment it some more. And it's like super acidic, special fermented tea. Never heard of it. And. Uh, I have a note here that it started in Russia and northern East China and it contains yeast and bacteria and uh, it smells like hell. I hate it so much. That actually sounds <laughs> horrible, yeah. Yeah. If you go to a like uh, all green bio-friendly, what is it called, the whole wheat shop, <laughs> like Earth Lovers, I don't yeah, know what Earth you're lovers. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an organic organic market. market, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if you go to an organic like food shop, so they always have it, like in plastic bottles already prepared and you can get it in many places, except Asia, and in Asia they have something else. No, never mind. And uh, last note, you will see 
Uji everywhere if you like matcha. And well, you I've can... never seen it. Uji. <laughs> Yeah, I always see two flavors if you if I buy matcha. It's always matcha or uji matcha, or you can have some, you can have something or something. So uh, uji is just the name of an area in Kyoto, and that's supposedly from the 13th century where uh, the production of matcha like historically started, mm. and it's supposed to contain all the knowledge and wonderful taste and the history and all this like legacy of matcha in Japan. <laughs> so if you have uji, it's like the more traditional, like richer taste. And I have to say, it tastes better. Like uh, usually, it's a little bit better quality, or it's a uh, like especially ice cream. If you like much ice cream, which I love, get the Uji version. That's usually better. <laughs> so that's exhausting. So many terms. Thank you. But Martin, did you know all that stuff about teas? Like all those crazy, like all these types of teas in Japan? Uh, I actually know, like. Uh, I don't think even half of it I know I knew, but like the, the, the rabbit hole goes too deep, and I I'm really afraid to go like to to fall down to it. Like the only info I can add is like, do you know why the tea is shaded? Nope. No. Well, well, well. <laughs> let me explain. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> so as you probably know, there's like two active uh, ingredients, and that's uh, taine, which is basically caffeine, and uh, theanines. And those things are like the amount of taine and theanine is basically uh, dependent on how much sun the plant actually gets. Mm. And uh, the more sun it gets, the more these uh, these compounds break down. So basically the gyokuro and uh, kabu... Kabusecha? Ah, uh, kabusecha. The gyokuro and kabusecha have much more tain and theanins in them than the uh, oh. sencha bancha uh, stuff. So mm. it's really strong in mm. not only flavor, but also it, it gives you a lot of energy boost. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, it basically preserves the active compounds. Just got really scientific. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot, actually. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it makes sense. We get more hype. So we like to expand if this because more caffeine. Yeah, basically. I didn't know that. Actually. Crippling caffeine addiction, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm really interested in the caffeine uh, or tain amount in teas, which from those we were like naming, hojicha and kukicha are the main ones that don't really have tain in them, or not that much mm. as, as the rest of the uh, Japanese teas. And also mm. bancha is uh, on the like mid mid side of things so you can drink those basically throughout the whole day and it doesn't really yeah make you not want it to sleep yeah right like it doesn't make you that that uh, jumpy and uh, full of energy like the rest of the teas that's good to know i'm already exhausted <laughs> should have some tea <laughs> okay <laughs> Traveling tips. I'd like to give you a very short tip about drinking tea and then a place to visit, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this isn't the thing I've seen in other countries, but any tea shop you get inside of, you get free tea 
drinking samples. So get into all the tea shops and drink all the teas for free. That's the traveling tip. <laughs> if they don't offer it straight away, just uh, ask about any given tea on display and they will give you a sample of something. <laughs> Usually they have a teapot at the, at the entrance, like a huge ass teapot, and they can just hand out teas and they're very happy about you tasting them because nobody wants to usually <laughs> <People are laughs> okay. <very> shy. <laughs> Uh, the same goes to rest for restaurants. In many like chain restaurants, you can just ask for free tea, and people usually don't do it because they don't they're not tea obsessed. But <laughs> if you go to any of those like Matsuya or uh, Yoshmosh, which means Yoshinoya, I call it Yoshmosh <laughs> because Mosh is Australian slang for for food, I think. <laughs> and Yosh means like let's do it in Japanese. So Yosh- food. Yoshmosh is the cleverest pun for Australian English Japanese. Uh, yeah, and also. Uh, like the conveyor belt sushi restaurants, they have unlimited free tea supply. It's amazing. Yeah. Philip <laughs> drinks like five or six teas, and I drink like one glass of hot water. <laughs> compared to Europe, all these teas in all these restaurants are really, really good. So if you don't want to spend any money, just have some tea, just visit any tea shop. That sounds like uh, what a Czech person would do uh, regularly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. So then, uh, where to go if you want to like CT? Uh, one of the most famous places is Kyoto, of course. There are many shops and many famous places. Uh, but also, Shizuoka is uh, one of the biggest producers of tea in Japan. They have a lot of tea farms. So I have always wished to visit an actual tea farm and pick tea myself, <laughs> which uh, you can do in Shizuoka. Uh, in two places or three places, uh, I found uh, the cheapest because I'm Czech. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really, really nice place. You go on top of this hill. If you want to find it, look on the map of Shizuoka, the city, and go uh, south to the sea, and then go along the sea to the east until you see a huge green spot, which is a big hill with a shrine. You can't miss it. So on top of this huge hill, there is a tea farm where you can go to by bus and you can pay a small fee to uh, go into this nice tea farm with a view of the sea and Fuji and you can pick tea. It's amazing. I finally had my dream come true. Chen <laughs> <laughs> was there too. Yeah. What did you think? Was I? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you can take the tea leaves, the fresh tea leaves, uh, home, uh, which I always wanted to try and make tea myself at home, which more about that later. <laughs> but, well, the cat was really interesting when we went to the tea farm. I was more interested in the cat, to be honest. <laughs> Why was the cat interesting? Because the cat was cute. <laughs> but I was terrified of that bug. You know what? I hated picking tea because there was this giant, like, green stick bug, half Praying oh, mantis that oh, flew out oh. of nowhere and died bombed me. I, oh. I was no, done. No, just no. <laughs> so no. I, I, I was like smelling the tea leaves and like picking them like very meticulously. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. So if you like tea, this is a highly recommended trip. Uh, Next to this tea farm, there's a nice shrine where you can go via a ropeway, and then you can have this like huge staircase that goes like down a cliff, and there's a huge view of the sea. It's a really nice place. 
and uh, we saw the best advertisements <laughs> ever made <laughs> near this place for a car shop and we've all seen this photo if you if you never look at the podcast notes this is one photo you have to see and it's a man in a business suit running and he's blue his skin is blue and his Oh God, and, <laughs> and he's got a tie and his face is forming into the front of a car his chin is a bumper his eyes are the headlights yeah it's weird it's the strangest <laughs> shit i've ever seen it's so strong it's so strange i don't i don't know. like it at all <laughs> and it's a huge billboard like next to the car shop next to the showroom and it's like a billboard and on top of the billboard the transforming head that's transforming into a car it's like protruding out of the billboards <laughs> <laughs> and the slogan of the car shop said something like Kau. yeah it was like all in bold letters and it was like buy car <laughs> <laughs> well you know the important thing like it works right <laughs> You remember it? I will never forget this I'm image. I'm haunted exactly. by this. I'm surprised I haven't had nightmares about it yet. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> News and stories. I had a very uh, colorful experience of making tea at home. And uh, I brought back fresh tea leaves from the tea farm in Shizuoka. And I was trying to do something with them at home. Mm-hmm. And I failed on different levels <laughs> <laughs> before we get into this in detail in general what you know how much did you fail how much did you succeed oh quite a lot i, I failed quite a lot yeah <laughs> so what i'd like to do is to describe uh, everything i did uh, just like steps of stuff i tried and uh, for you too i have a question mm-hmm. from chen what did she think about when i was doing it and mm-hmm. for martin did you also do that <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm also going to add in some comments about. So Philip's going to describe what he did, and I'm going to add in his comments, my rendition of the words <laughs> he actually said when doing them. <laughs> and I'm going to try to do his accent too. <laughs> nice. No, I'm excited. Like, let's do this. <laughs> So first thing you do, of course, you're interested how it's gonna smell. So you take a leaf and you like uh, mold it, break it in your hands, mm-hmm. and you try to smell it. And you're prepared for this like, like, exhilarating orgasmic scent of amazing fresh tea. Did you do that? Yeah, it, it doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, commentary was filler. <laughs> Doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> okay. What's this like? I don't smell anything. <laughs> All right. So, so step number two, of course, I have studied and read about what you have to do, but you have to try this because the first time you're having fresh tea at home, so you just put it in water and you just try to steep it, just as it is, because you want to see what it does. So I did that. <laughs> just poured hot water on a few leaves. Did you do that? I didn't. As, like, <laughs> okay. I was actually. I think yeah. It was it was because you were already telling me about okay. it. So, so you already told me about it. So I was I was I had insider info. So <laughs> I knew not to do that. 
uh, well, 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 comments though. <laughs> well, Chan says, so how is it? And Philip says, well, I made something, <laughs> but it's it's not tea. It's just, it's just something. I don't know. Is it good? Let me. It's something, but it's, it's not tea. <laughs> So then I decided I have to go deeper and stronger. So I boiled it. I boiled hot water with the tea, with the fresh tea leaves for a long time. Like, <laughs> just to get something out of it. <laughs> did you do this? Nope. Nope. <laughs> How did yeah. that help? <laughs> you yeah, commenting on Yeah, this comment, this match, of course, Jan says, well, how did it go this time? And Philip says, I'm, I'm feeling so hard. I'm feeling so hard at this time. I don't know. It, I made something again, but it, it doesn't taste the same. What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with it? I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> nice. Like you, learning from experience. That's the best way. <laughs> so, so step number four. Somebody said that much easier to process the tea is to make uh, the roasted tea or like to actually steam the tea and it doesn't matter if you overdo it it's gonna become black tea mm. so I so they said you could put it on the frying pan and just very slowly like roast it oh, <laughs> like, <wait. what? laughs> so step number four you put it on the, on the frying pan and simmer it or like fry it a little bit <laughs> I, I presume Martin hasn't tried that. I actually did that. Okay. <laughs> More on that later, I guess. So what did I say? <laughs> well, like, well, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just trying it. Like, some of the, this looks okay. This one doesn't. This one. This one doesn't look okay. This one looks okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> So it's, it's so how smelled did it nice. Out? Like, it smelled oh, nice. It smelled nice. That's, it that's smelled a good start. Like something that definitely wasn't the. Ah. But it smelled nice. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention when I boiled it for a long time, it smelled like grass. It was a complete fail. And it smelled better than the grass. <laughs> so how did your frying session turn out? <laughs> No, it was actually the last step of my tea making okay. because it was like the drying phase, right? Mm. So, so uh, I I wanted to dry the final product, and <laughs> that was actually the best batch that I made. So okay. I don't know if, if I can like describe the whole process after after you yeah, finish with your process. <laughs> I, I think that would be the best. Okay. So step number five, uh, I did what they said online. So you should steam the tea first. So I started steaming it and what they said in the tutorial or in the instructions was that you should steam it for a little bit, like 30 seconds. Like if you steam it for one minute, it's already the deep steam tea. Oh. And uh, then you should leave it out and you should like roll the tea. By rolling they mean you like press it against like a board or like the sushi rolling pad or something and you like break the tea leaves. And then the tea leaves start oxidizing and if you let them oxidize just a little bit, like a short time, in the matter of minutes and then dry them it becomes green tea if you leave them for like hours it it's like half oxidized it becomes the oolong tea and if you leave them overnight they, they ferment and like oxidize a lot and it becomes the black tea so i steamed it <laughs> for 30 seconds 
<laughs> rolled it, left it to dry, and then steamed the tea, and it didn't taste like nothing. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but all the comments though so after the i guess the steaming i asked philip like what he was doing and he was like ah oh, it's, it's it's already fucked <laughs> it's already been out it's already been out too long i'm just go- i'm just gonna try to like salvage this only so i was I said, well, don't you have more? It's like, I, I, I don't want to waste it. I only have this, this little bit here. So I'm just testing with this little, this little bit here. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to roll it. I'm like, okay, well, how's it going? And he's like, I, I wish you could like see my hands. I don't, I don't know. It's like, it looked like someone that was very un- uncomfortable giving someone else a massage. Like he was just like. <laughs> like not knowing what to do and being too gentle with like the D and then he was like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing I'm, gonna tr- I'm just gonna tie it in this bag I'm gonna try I'm gonna leave it out I'm just I'm just gonna see this it's, it's just kind of fucked <laughs> oh God. and then the next day when he tried it he, he tried both and he was just like oh it's just fucked I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to do wrong. I don't know how to do this. So I don't first know. day was a failure. So next time, the second day or third day, I did it again. So step number six, you, I started to steam it longer, so the leaves would be softer. So I steam it like ten minutes, which would be like way too much. And I tried to roll it way harder, and it was the same. So then I did it again, but I steamed it just like one minute, and then I rolled it, but I rolled it for like an hour. <laughs> because I watched some videos how to roll the tea and they like keep rolling it and pushing it and breaking it and rolling it and pushing it and breaking it and it like completely falls apart which is a very characteristic thing about Japanese tea by the way because uh, when I opened other like loose leaf teas before they had whole leaves but in Japan it's always like small lines of broken up tea leaves and yes. that's how this happens because they keep rolling them and rolling them it's like this traditional technique and uh, so I did it like way too hard and I really broke up the tea leaves, it was a workout, like it's so <laughs> difficult. And then I dried those and I uh, roasted some of those and that tasted like tea, but not that much and it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure what to do with that, so then I put it on a, on a, we have like an oven. It's like the lowest setting, I left it open to dry it and it dried and it smelled like tea, finally, but very lightly. And the, tea, and the tea that because when I read the instructions online they were like your whole house is gonna smell like tea and you're gonna love it and it's gonna be amazing <laughs> when you put it on the oven it's gonna be like uh, the best scent and incense for your house and like, yes I can't wait for this like tea smell for the whole house <laughs> I didn't smell shit <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so after all this process, the only tea that tasted like tea and was kind of, I could feel the caffeine, mm-hmm. so there was something in it, but it didn't, didn't smell and taste like the tea you would think of, was that I really steamed it, really rolled it, like really a lot, then I uh, like tied it in a plastic bag, left it somewhere overnight, which they said is like the most intense like fermentation process, and then I dried it, and it turned a little bit brown, and then this like tea thing that I made <laughs> tasted something and I had that and that's that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but the last nice. the last comment was mm, tea experiment failed. 
<laughs> Wait, but how did it actually taste like? <laughs> it tasted like tea scent, a little bit of a hint of a tea, and then some kind of a beverage that's not unpleasant. <laughs> Alright, I, I think that's a success. Okay, so tell us about your process. <laughs> let, me, let me just say that like, your, your journey like, and your existential crisis you had throughout the journey is brilliant. I think it's not brilliant, it's a fucking disaster. No, it was brilliant. Like, you, if, I, if I were to put this in like a, in like a D&D character way... Like, you were the the cleric or or the or the maybe the shaman like the experimenter right the, the one who like does the magic to make things work and uh, uh, my way was like the barbarian way I'd say <laughs> okay let me let me start with like like we were already like saying that there are basically four things you have to do to make tea right there's the uh, first, there's the wilting part where you remove most of the moisture, which mm. is done basically by air drying usually. Then, then there's the rolling, which Philip did, and it turned out great. <laughs> and, <laughs> then there's the oxidation part, which is basically becomes naturally after the rolling. And the important part is that you have to stop it at uh, the right point by drying it right and that's the that's the last part to, mm. to remove the rest of the moisture and stop the oxidization so so i was basically uh trying to follow these four <laughs> rules and found like three different guides how to make your homemade tea and uh well to first say i what my material was like philip had this fresh tea picked from a farm, <laughs> really high grade, probably expensive, right? It wasn't expensive, and it was actually one of the lightest seasons, so maybe it was one of the like least uh, quality, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, what I had was uh, a tea from uh, an online shop that... Well, Philip was actually like uh, <laughs> excited about it. I saw it by accident somewhere online. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Like, I think week after, I saw it on on Rohlik CZ, which is the online show. Uh, <laughs> which Rohlik in was... English means a roll. Okay. <laughs> like a yeah. paste of paste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, basically Philip was a week after also already like also sent me this picture that Rohlik says it sells uh, fresh picked tea, right? And <laughs> so uh, after that I couldn't resist and tried to buy it. And what came was this, I don't know, like uh, from my understanding, uh, like the quality tea should be made from the like fresh leaves which are the smallest ones right the the ones that are on the top of the of the plant itself mm. and those are like the smallest smallest leaves and most fresh and moist yeah when we were picking and, the tea they told us to pick the top three leaves from the yeah. top if you come down yeah. that's the thing you harvest yeah and how how big were the leaves like if you can pick a thumb yeah a thumb well, that's that's great. Thank you for saying that. Because what I what I got was this huge dry thing that looked like it was somewhere in a 
in a plastic bag for like two years. And the leaves were a big as big as my as the palm of my hand, I oh, would really? say. Oh really? Wow. Yes. So it's probably it was probably like leftovers from pickings that just didn't like don't normally get used in tea making. <laughs> So that's what I got, and that's what I worked with. So bear that's with amazing. me on this journey because, well, it was it was bound to fail from the start, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah, I bought this tea, and I found these three guides, uh, which uh, were uh, quite similar in in these like uh, four uh, parts, which is the wilting, rolling, oxidization, and dry- drying. But there were different uh, ways of doing these parts. So the first in the guide, what was said in the guide was to <laughs> preheat the oven to 180 degrees uh, centigrade and uh, then uh, leave the leaves in for 10 minutes. <laughs> so it seems like way too long. Yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah, <laughs> it's fucking too long. So, so I did that. Like I, I, I took part of the leaves. I, uh, I spread them out on a sheet and I and put it in the preheated oven. And after five minutes, I went and checked checked on them. And what I saw was this, um, well, let's say charcoal black uh, sheets of uh, whatever that was. It, it, those were no longer leaves, but yeah. Uh, so so I I realized that it's time to take them out of there. So so I did, and then there was supposed to be the rolling part, right? So so I I started rolling and well, <laughs> well <laughs> that turned out great as well because we made it into dust over there. Basically, yeah, I had uh, this charcoal dust that I... Just uh, imagine the sound like... (laughs) So the rolling process went just... uh, uh, Well, great. It went great. Uh, I I didn't have to do the oxidization part because, well, it was was oxidized, all right, let's say that. Uh, (laughs) And... Well, the drying part was also like useless, so that was it. I I had this charcoal black sprinkles, like this pile of dust. Yeah, yes. Okay, I guess it's oxidizing. And then okay, I'm gonna dry it. Oh, it's dried. Done. So yeah, that that was the first. That was the first attempt. Did you actually try to drink that? I smelled it. It smelled like coal. Uh, and I actually like yeah I, I poured some hot oh, water no. over it oh, no. and I tried to drink it. Oh, it no. probably probably gave me cancer after, after trying it, but like uh, uh, it's it uh, as you can imagine, it didn't really taste like anything. It just it was just complete fail. So yeah, that's that's my first attempt. I didn't expect it to be much worse than mine. <laughs> yeah, I said like your way, your 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 journey was like a really good one. You you had you had the librarian way, right? You you knew like you were experimenting, and the experiment actually worked. Don't be late, but okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but like through this error, I I realized that like oven wasn't the option or at least not mine, mine. <laughs> so the 
uh, two other guys that I found were were actually uh, uh, suggesting to use the microwave for the first part, which I I I felt like totally uh, uh, flabbergasted by that, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking microwave like i'm gonna microwave tea leaves <laughs> what the fuck well, I, I, but i i wanted to give it a try so i uh, first i actually used scissors to cut the leaves because like into pieces yeah into pieces because the leaves were fucking big oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like the, the leaves were really big and, and when you when you saw the guide they had this like small yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like you said like uh, leaves that were big as your thumb and and everything <laughs> looked so so great and fresh and mine were like this this like dry sheet of paper and uh, uh, yeah so so i actually used scissors to cut the leaves into uh, acceptable size and then <laughs> <laughs> then put it in a bowl uh, and uh, put it in a microwave for for just a while, and that actually turned out pretty well. It it removed the moisture, but it didn't make the leaves crumble as as the oven did. And uh, then I proceeded to rolling process, which like basically was that I put it all in a towel and just roll it for like 10 minutes which Philip was also do it and, uh, doing and uh, it turned out pretty fine I think uh, and I don't I, I didn't really have many like uh, a lot of comparison to, to <laughs> compare so, it to so but you had it wrapped in a towel or like on a towel well it was uh, uh, in the guide I found they were suggesting that you are supposed to put it on a on a dry towel and then wrap it in uh, the towel oh. like and then just roll the towel right okay. so roll it in the towel i i don't know really i don't really know why but uh i think it's to just remove more of the moisture uh, mm. because the towel just you know absorbs the the overall moisture out there but uh, then there was the oxidization uh, or oxidation part which i just left it out for like 20 minutes i didn't know what i was doing so <laughs> I, was just, I just left it left it there and then uh, as i was saying uh, uh with the like frying uh, the drying part was actually suggested to put it in a wok so i put it in a oh. wok and uh fried it for i don't know how long but basically <laughs> until until it was uh, dry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stir fried the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> or roasted, not fried, roasted, yeah, yeah. right? Roasted the tea. And uh, yeah, until it was dried by my standards and uh, just uh, that was the result. The result was actually uh, f- this, how my friend uh, like fittingly pointed out, it turned out as a dried out spinach. Uh, like that's... <laughs> That's how it looked like, uh, if you can imagine. And Did it smell like anything? Like, well it, it smelled like... Uh, I think the most uh, close... Like, the closest smell that it had was hojicha, but really, like, not really that strong. It was really, like, mild hojicha Yeah, I had the smell. same. It smelled, like, very mildly. Even Anything I was doing with it, it smelled very mildly. Yeah. And it actually tasted like tea. It, I did, but again, it was really mild. It, uh, f- it was. 
I had to like keep it uh, brewing for like yeah the second time I brew brew it it was like 15 minutes I left it there and it still didn't really feel like it <laughs> like was proper tea but it tasted like some sort something sort of like a tea uh, but <laughs> overall I think it, it uh, was a really good result like, uh, but but. Uh, considering what I was working with, I think it turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! You've made something. <laughs> I like next time. I it would be great if you could like send me some tea leaves from like I don't know if it will survive the the traveling process, but yeah, it'd be know. great. To, According to, to all the guides and articles, it should be like oxidized because I was panicking when I brought it home. I thought, oh my god, oh my god, I have to process this tea, it's gonna go wet, oh my god. Yep. And uh, they said that if you pick the leaves the same day, you have to do all this because it is immediately after picking, they start oxidizing and all this fermentation starts or whatever. So I don't know if it's gonna travel two weeks or one month in a box, if it's gonna do it any good. But uh, all that being said, it didn't matter at all when I tried to do stuff with it. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both made something. It was uh, similar to tea, I think. So I, I, we can congratulate each other. <laughs> <laughs> and let's say that uh, at least I, I would like to try this again with some something like uh, more fresh. But I don't know how to set, how to get it. <laughs> let's just hope that you'll come to Japan soon. We'll go to a tea farm and then we'll do it together. <laughs> Yes, let's do it. Yes, please take my place. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, I made tea before. Did you, you know that? Da, da, da. Oh, uh -huh. that's a plot twist. But mine was like really, really simple. It was in the US, and I went to Tivana, which is the tea version of Starbucks, and I told them to mix together dragon dried dragon fruit and dried mango for one tea <laughs> and for another i told them to mix dried chai and white chocolate and i was done how was it it was great it was perfect amazing it only took like a few minutes <laughs> yeah already better tea maker than us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for all the tea lovers, I have a puzzle. Uh, I'm sh curious if you're gonna figure this out really quickly. So, okay. in the Second World War in Britain, there was a problem that soldiers who drove tanks were very often killed in action until something was decided and put in tanks. And then they significantly reduced the number of people that, who died while uh, doing their service in tanks. What do you think happened? Uh, they put a teacup holder there. I don't know. Very, like... simple, very close. Almost close. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, thinking that they put the actual kettle, like people, hold on, I, I, I need to make small tea. And they got out. And that's exactly bunker. correct. <laughs> oh my <Right>. gosh. <laughs> Because there wasn't a way to make tea in the tank, so oh, they went yeah. outside to boil oh, the tea yeah. and died because they got shot. That makes sense. Nice. 
<laughs> you got it, you got it. <laughs> this is called the lateral thinking puzzle, if you, if you know those. It's like a strange problem. So it's my, my, my favorite. So after they installed like tea heaters and the kettles that could make the inside of the tank, a significant number of people survived. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so, girls and panzer actually make sense now. Like, uh, girl drinking tea in a tank there? is oh, actually really? like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in girls and panzer, one school. Well, we were talking about it, right? One school is the British school, and they just drink oh, tea wow. in a tank yeah. all oh, yeah, the time. You so. mentioned that. That might have some historical significance. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's okay. funny. So second thing uh, is uh, I'd like to quickly mention some teas that we either really like, like some uh, unusual taste or something that we really don't like. So just like some quick tips if you just want to try some tea. Uh, Chen, anything? But me? Yeah. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> like like the, the hating part, am I correct? <laughs> I mean, maybe I would like, maybe I would just say uh like Thai uh, no chai tea but made like homemade like I make it with see I make tea. I I take condensed milk and nutmeg and cardamom and like all these spices and make like this thick kind of paste that I just put into some black tea and mix it together to make my own chai. So I oh. like sweet teas like It's that. basically masala tea if that you're Indian. That sounds really great. And yeah. in, in the US it's called chai and it's very confusing mm -hmm. because in the Czech language chai means tea <laughs> and in Turkish yes. chai means tea. Yeah. So it's very confusing. But, but what do you mean? It's like a lot of spices and yeah. like strong tea with milk and sugar. That's, that's yeah. So usually we would say masala, I think. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. And also maybe Thai tea mm -hmm. because I like well I like the color because it's usually orange but you make it with a lot of coconut milk and also condensed milk again I like teas that require condensed <laughs> milk <laughs> Thai tea is also one of my tips it's uh, I haven't found it anywhere before I went to Thailand and then they had it everywhere on the streets and the shops and there wasn't any name for it it was just a Thai tea number one brand and it's like this <laughs> it's like this red and white like tea, ba tea package and mm -hmm. it's like really cheap and it's like this ground up powder of spices and black tea and it's really mm -hmm. strong orange and if you mix it with some sweet something and milk it's 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 really nice it's really unusual taste it, it tastes like like caramel mm. like it tastes like a, you're drinking like kind of cold caramel this tea is not that well known i think but you can easily buy it online so if you're interested in this it's not expensive just search for thai black tea and look for this package that says thai number one brand tea <laughs> it's like red mm. and and white but you will be so sorely disappointed if you like just make it by itself. Yeah, like, you, you, you have to. must use like condensed coconut milk or at least condensed milk and add coconut milk. How about you, Martin? What's your recommendation? And as you were saying, like oh, I completely agree with uh, anything with milk. Like <laughs> I love adding milk to tea. 
I've experimented with it quite a lot. I tried like, well, obviously black teas with uh, milk, uh, but I also tried green tea with milk, which is oh. not bad. I tried uh, uh, puer with milk. Oh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> just, just don't. Uh, puer, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, horrible. But I actually found out that if you uh, if you brew it with about seventy to eighty degrees uh, hot water, uh, it it's much less bitter than it like it's normally, and it's actually drinkable. But otherwise, I don't really enjoy it. Where and uh, also, I tried uh, I uh, tried uh, recently. You recommended the uh, rooibos with milk and honey. Yeah, I like to mention that. And that's my like new favorite uh, with, with milk because it's, it's a really very good. unusual combination. I really recommend that if you haven't tried. Should it be soy milk though? You said it's Any better milk. with soy milk. Yeah. The I, I, I tried normal milk. Uh, mm. I didn't try soy milk, but normal milk is fine. I like I both. Think. <laughs> okay. My favorite teas would be probably a kukicha from the Japanese ones uh, because it has this really strong smell. And also, mm-hmm. I think the flavor is really it's unique different. to like compared to other Japanese teas. It's really different, yeah. And uh, also, I wanted to mention white butterfly tea mm-hmm. uh, or baihu dia. I don't know how to how you like <laughs> pronounce it. Baihu die. Baihu die. Yeah, that's the new pronunciation. Let's do that. And, <laughs> Uh, the buy buy you die uh, <laughs> tea uh, is really interesting because it was I think it was uh, in China uh, reserved for only the emperor only the emperor could drink this tea and uh, f- only recently like uh, it it has been like released to the public that you can like drink this and uh, f- it's really nice it's it has this sweet flavor even if you don't add sugar to it and it's one of the mildest teas i have been drinking mm. and i really enjoy it it's it's uh, my favorite white mm. white tea never heard of it so yeah <laughs> by who die <laughs> right yeah by who died the but the white butterfly dies <laughs> <laughs> It, it wouldn't be a discussion about tea if I didn't mention Turkish tea. I think that's my like all-time type, type favorite thing. If you didn't know, Turkey is the biggest consumer of tea in the world. Per year, one person in Turkey consumes 6.96 pounds of tea. Jeez. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how many kilograms. That was uh, like three kilograms? Mm-hmm. Three kilograms of tea per year. Which is funny that in Turkey you can buy tea, but only half kilograms packages and kilogram packages and also like five kilogram packages. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really cheap. And what they do is they put a lot of this like uh, ground up black tea with uh, cardamom sometimes. Cardamom, sorry. And uh, you boil it in a two-level teapot very slowly. So the bottom teapot has only boiling water and the top teapot on top of this one is slowly boiling black tea for a very long time and then you pour it into this small glass that looks like a shot and you put a lot of sugar in it and if you make it really 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 strong it tastes almost like chocolate it's like uh, it really like gets you going it's like so strong <laughs> uh, they have different 
uh, strength because you can pour the hot water from the bottom teapot and dilute the tea from the top teapot and have it as strong as you like. So if you're a tourist and you're in a Turkish restaurant, they give you like one centimeter of the tea and then the less water. And if you're Turkish, there is no water to dilute it. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite teas. Yeah, I'm just gonna add that this is the only tea that Adam is actually able to drink and not say <laughs> that it's bitter. Uh, like Adam uh, has a similar approach to tea as Chan. Like uh, she, like, he, he doesn't really care about tea, and it's like usually uh, if it's not sweet, it's undrinkable. Uh, so, so the Turkish tea is the only tea I was able to give him, and he actually liked it. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> This, this one is called uh, Rize. It's uh, from an area in Turkey called Rize. And uh, you can also find it online, not expensive. And you can also find the double level teapots, which they also have electric kettles with two levels, which is funny. But uh, even if you don't have a double kettle, you can just put two pots on top of each other and boil it for a while. I think it gives it a different taste and uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, so just very shortly, teas that I don't recommend. I don't recommend Moroccan mint super sugary death tea in Morocco. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> which they make by boiling, like similar process like the Turkish tea, but they boil it in just one pot, so it gets burnt a little bit, and they green, they boil green gunpowder tea with uh, mint leaves, fresh mint leaves and sugar. And it's a very intense, like strong taste that's killed by the sugar. Because in Morocco they believe that the more sugar you have, the more wealthy you are. So you have to oversweeten it to show that you're like a posh person. <laughs> and if you serve somebody tea who's a guest, it has to be extra sweet to show that you're taking extra care of them. So everybody has a horrible teeth and everybody's dying of sugar and this tea and it's everywhere. I yeah, it's it's something. I don't think it's that bad. I had I had it once. I don't know if it was that strong, but it actually tastes pretty good. And uh, like, if you don't oversweeten it, I guess you were in Morocco, so so like, <laughs> you had the true experience. But like, if uh, from my experience, it was not that oversweet as uh, as uh, I would expect you from like from from you saying it. And uh, I enjoyed it uh, from for like for like just tasting it. It's good. I wouldn't want to drink it daily because it would probably <laughs> kill you really fast. But. Yeah, it's from for a tasting experience, it's not bad. <laughs> That's true. So one last tea I hate is uh, smoked wood and tea. Have you tried that? <laughs> smoked wood? There is a kind of tea where they put, when they roast the tea, they put it onto oh. some wood and the wood is smoked. So there is like this scent of like smoked burnt wood in the tea what? and it's the tea smells like like wood on fire like smoky wood and i had this only a few times in like a few tea houses in the czech republic so i don't know how where it's from i didn't do the research but the smell is just like burnt wood <laughs> so no thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's strange yeah yeah, that doesn't like that doesn't sound very well. Yeah. So on the on the list of teas that I have tried in my life, this might be the first. <laughs> Even salty kombucha, that's a crazy grown-out mushroom, is better than this. <laughs> so it smells like a campfire. Yes. Really, that's strange. It smells like if you have smoked meat, know. but there's no meat, but it's just wood. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. So that's all about uh, our experiences and recommendations with tea. It's the brand name of the week. Get ready, it will be weird. age of digital information. No information is truly secure, unless it's encoded. FBI, open up! We found sensitive info on your computer! Get on your knees! Wait, it's not... It's not on your computer? Where is it then? Oh, 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 no. I don't, I don't know what you're looking for. It's gone. Can I, can I help you? Ah, uh, sorry for boring you, madam. I, I think we should go. Uh, bye. It's okay. Uh, yeah, take care. In a digital age where no information is truly secure, we have devised the best solution to secure your personal data. Downing the information. It's edible. Encoded and secure bread. Bread code. Food and drinks. So, very quick mention on food and drinks in Japan. Everything has matcha flavors. And I wouldn't believe it. Of course, there is matcha biscuits, matcha cookies, matcha ice cream. Which, matcha ice cream is delicious and many shops offer a choice of how intense the matcha is going to be. And one shop in Kamakura has six levels of matcha. <laughs> you can have little matcha and then you can have super ultra matcha, it's amazing. <laughs> So I recommend much ice cream, but you can have waffles, pancakes, Oreos, Kit Kat, popcorn, but then you can have lipstick with matcha. How do you like that? Um, it was, the smell is better than the taste. No. <laughs> I will tell you that. It's very Don't oily. It. And do the second <laughs> one last. So it's actually designed for eating? or uh, Well... I don't think it was, but the smell tastes exact. I mean, it smells exactly like matcha, so it's like it's like the kid syndrome, you know. Like if you have a dog biscuit shaped like an Oreo, you want to oh, taste yeah. it. So it's like <laughs> you have this lipstick, and like it smells exactly like matcha. You're just like want to put your tongue to it, and then it's like oily and bitter. That's <laughs> <laughs> the taste. Interesting. <laughs> And uh, the strangest I, to me personally was potato chips with matcha, like salty potato chips, but there's matcha powder on them, so they're green, which is a little <laughs> bit concerning because many times with low quality Czech potato chips, when they go bad, they turn green. <laughs> so it looks like they, they went bad. <laughs> and it doesn't taste like much, it just smells a little bit like matcha. Tastes like normal potato chips. Then I also found cup curry noodles, like instant noodles with matcha. Which I haven't tried yet, I should try it. Mm. And also curry. 
Like Adam mm. is a curry connoisseur. I should send him some matcha curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't think Adam appreciates matcha that well. Like, like not, not much. <laughs> what? He appreciates curry. He'd be in a real dilemma. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to see. <laughs> and in Kyoto, they have a factory for matcha-flavored beer. So you can have that. It's like foamy and completely green. Mm. But the weirdest thing, the worst... For tea lovers... Mm-hmm. It was featured on the episode with Richard when he made a advert about it yeah so if you listen to that one you already know that they have matcha scented toilet paper why would you wipe your butt with something you like to drink <laughs> i don't know it's very strange so i'm sure there's many many more products with matcha in japan so if you like tea. <gasps> is there matcha shampoo i want to try that uh, i had oh, t- shampoo Oh, <laughs> and I think I had oolong shampoo. Oh, oh. Uh, in, in one I... of the onsens, they had like a huge, like overblown selection of shampoos, and oh. one of them, some of them were tea, and one of them was hojicha, and one of them was oolong, and then oh, okay. I don't remember if they had some green tea. It's interesting. But it smelled nice. The oolong tea actually, the shampoo smelled nice. I like that. And I re- remembered I wanted to buy it, and then I forgot they had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just a quick note about uh, matcha flavors. of the day. So, thought of the day, as the final remarks, we have to talk about this as the end of this episode. That somebody has to have his own thing. And our thing is obviously tea. Other people drink coffee. Some people like alcohol. And uh, some people indulge in like choosing the best guitar or having the best this or that. And very often it doesn't really matter which it is. It more matters how much you make yourself enjoy it, which is very strange. Because if you like think about all this tea that we discussed today, for the majority of people it's just tea. Any of these teas we talked about, they just unless they put milk and sugar in it and it makes it taste significantly different, they're gonna be like, oh it's green tea, whatever. <laughs> and uh, because we have specifically chosen to enjoy tea we can make ourselves see the small differences and nuances which to be uh, horribly honest might not even be there <laughs> it's just that we have this thing that we like to enjoy some people have it as wine some people have it as coffee and you can see all these coffee shops and all these wine shops and wine cellars and specialized tea shops and they have all these teas and they tell you about the place they they made it in and what kind of specialized process they made it with and what kind of people they made it and how long they made it and how long it's been sitting somewhere which is the most convoluted and nonsensical thing if you think about it like you have some kind of a product and you base the value on how long it's been sitting somewhere not being used (laughs) which is completely nonsense i always remember this study that i read about online somewhere where they took uh, overpriced like very famous and specialized musical instruments I don't know if you know about this, but I know it's a big thing because my father is a famous musician. But if you have a like a famous like historical instrument and it's made by these like masters from this country and it's like the best like method and the best material. So you can supposedly hear like the violoncello that's made from this material from this era and it's still preserved based on like this tradition and like this super legacy compared to a new professionally made violoncello that's the same 
the thing is that they tested this on professional musicians and they didn't tell them which one was played and none of them could tell <laughs> but if ah. you if you want to buy uh, like a very very good musical instrument all of these aspects are taken into account but and all of them claim that they know that it's better <laughs> but when you test it nobody has any idea <laughs> and the same was done with wine and like teas like we talked about gyokuro fukamushicha bancha sencha Uh, if you conduct a tea tasting test, you find, which I have done that, that you're not able to tell which one's which very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that everybody has something that he has decided to be horribly obsessed with, and he has or she has found enjoyment in it. And uh, talking about tea, it's a hobby that is not too expensive, and it makes me feel better. So that's why I chose to have it as a souvenir because I like souvenirs that. You can use so whenever I travel, I just buy teas and I have this like memory that I bought this tea here. And I can drink it. At the end of the day, it tastes the same <laughs> like some other tea I could have somewhere else. <laughs> But I have found a way to put value into something that is just common. And uh, there's this notion of like what makes you feel happy. And I want to mention quickly. Uh, person uh, his name is daniel gilbert he's made a lot of ted talks and he's written some books and he's got this idea of uh, happiness and what makes you happy and he talks about natural and synthetic happiness and natural happiness is something that just makes you happy and it your dreams come true and you do what you want it to do and it's all perfect and synthetic happiness is something that is not what you wanted but it does kind of what you wanted or it's something you needed And you come to terms with it, and you make it. You make yourself like it. You learn to like it. And this is a very common effect that happens with people. If you notice, like, think about how you feel before buying something and after buying something. Before you buy it, you have all these reasons why you want this and not that. But after you buy it, you find all the reasons why you had made a good decision, <laughs> and you learn to like it. Like you teach yourself to enjoy and like something. So if you buy a car. Before you bought it, you like decide you could try to think about all these problems. But after the second you bought it, you're like, oh, I can be of that. I can be of that, and it's a little bit squished here, so it makes it cute. And like this seat is so cute because I can like feel it that it's a little bit softer here, and all these like things. So I feel like people who have all these like wine obsessions and tea obsessions, they just are very <laughs> focused on making themselves like something and making themselves happy by enjoying something that's not really there but they have so much indulged themselves into having this hobby that makes them happy that they can just do it very easily and they have all these reasons and like ideas why they would prefer this tea to that tea and it's kind of fun to obsess about it and find all these reasons and at the end of the day why not it's not hurting anybody and it's making you happy so it's a good way to feel better about yourself so that's my Uh, question, I guess, is enjoying various items of the same kind a mad exercise in making yourself feel better? <laughs> That's the question. Oof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> As always, it was more convoluted than it needed to be, but sure. <laughs> Actually, I actually uh, started with tea from a more practical perspective because I drank a lot of fizzy drinks and soft drinks, and mm -hmm. I'm the same actually. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I needed 
something that uh, will replace this fizzy drink experience. So I I started drinking tea more and more, and I think like I didn't care about tea before that. And as you were saying, like it's, uh, I made myself like it, and then I started like researching or at least finding out different different information about the tea and what i think like people like lore right people like to <laughs> know stuff about a particular That's a topic. Good way to put it. <laughs> well i wanted to say to Maybe to your comment at the beginning, how you said you think that people just make them like some, themselves like something. Mm-hmm. I think those are just people that are already unhappy or lonely okay. that want to make themselves like something. That I think that gives them a kind of like purpose or reason for doing anything. Mm-hmm. So if someone does the method where they're just making themselves like something or keep saying, okay, this is good because this, this, that. I feel like that person was just unhappy and they wanted to find something to make Mm. themselves happy. But for other people, if they just get into something, like they just happened to start being obsessed with something and it was just that they really, really liked it, I think it just depends on the on the person like usually the thing like for instance tea it's usually people that want to be a little bit more like healthy if it's if it's like teas that don't have a lot of sugar or something in it like if it's like Asian mm. tea or something well like far like east like China or, or like Japan or something like that but then if it's coffee it's people that want it to be like social like like that's what people do mm. hey do you want to go get a coffee so like people that just can't shut up they drink coffee <laughs> and then yeah. and then the people that want to like show you that they know more than you know then they're the wine drinkers and then the people that just want to have some fun and just relax they're usually the ones that are more into beer or they're also the people that might also just want to like rant about their days or drown out their sorrows <laughs> so it's like the obsession i think comes from other reasons other point. types of like social yeah. needs and the synthetic happiness that purely comes from people that just weren't happy and needed to find something to make them happy so they will pick anything that made them sort of happy and mm. then immediately start obsessing about it and often those people if they're boring, they stay with that same thing their whole lives. And if they're not boring, well, they just keep jumping around and never <laughs> find anything that they really enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting look to it. Like, and uh, <laughs> and basically, you're saying we are boring then. <laughs> <laughs> but you all have other things that you like. I'm talking about the people that that's their only livelihood. Like, that like your explanation of people categorized by beverage based on their personality. That's but, it. Okay. Was yeah. I wrong? No. Fun. There should be some more drinks we should talk about. How about milk? milk? I drink milk a lot. Mm. 
about milk people? Like, milk, you know what? Milk people, they're the people that were just like, fuck it. I'm an adult, but I can still have fun just like a child. So, like, like all the people that drink milk that I've met are just like, they're rebels. They're like, they they haven't gotten rid of their joy mm-hmm. as, as adults. That makes me feel better. I, I drink all the milk all the time. Yeah. Right, so if you have any comments or questions or any other feedback, send us some comments on mindduckjapan at gmail.com and find your own thing. It's fun to be drinking something that you enjoy a lot. Be it milk (laughs) or tea or anything else. Thanks a lot for doing episode 21. So uh, let's hope for another 10 episodes. Uh, <laughs> never sure how long this podcast is going to survive, but it's still going. Any final uh, shout out? Always ask if you have an Instagram or Twitter or, or a personal TO account. Oh, no, no links, but to foreshadow events that may happen later in this year. Mm-hmm. Chan might be releasing music. Mm. That would definitely Ooh. be featured here very heavily. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. That would be amazing. Yes, I'm excited. Nice. <laughs> and also, there is a social network called Steepster. <laughs> and it's. Oh. <laughs> oh, you were talking about this. Yes. So, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot I to mention this. So, we'll, we'll include our Steepster profiles where we have like one T. <laughs> It is insane that this exists. It's a social network where you log what kind of tea you own, drink, and enjoy, and there's nothing else to be done than just type what kind of tea you had, where did you buy it, and how did you like it. Wow. And it's called Steepster. So if, you, if somebody asks you what kind of social network you're on, definitely say Steepster. <laughs> Sorry, I should so, get on that, but, but I think it you sounds are like... There. I, I think I sent you that like two years ago or something. <laughs> I, d- I don't think I I started it any any time. Like I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't remember. It's but it sounds it sounds like uh, too much of a hassle. Uh, but but yeah, maybe maybe like in a, in time. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be like these two teas, chai tea and Thai tea. That's all. <laughs> go to steepster.com. <laughs> it says dive into the universe of tea. Write a tea journal, see what others are drinking, and get the recommendations from people you trust. <laughs> nice. There's <laughs> a button, see why tea lovers, see, see why tea lovers love Steepster. You can search for teas. Yeah, so. Featured tasting notes. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's read out. Uh, there is, oh, it's Czech, Martin Bednar. Martin mm-hmm. Bednar drank hot buttered rum. <laughs> made by what? Bird and Blend Tea Company. Uh, sip down 18. Holy moly! I passed another exam. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't that have anything to do with tea. <laughs> Freight forwarding in a demanding subject with Moody Teacher. I went as last in the group. It was oral exam via MS Teams and I passed with the best mark. Just how? Vicky says... Some celebrate January the 17th as hot buttered run day. Oops, three days too late. <laughs> so I have decided to celebrate it with boozy tea. No regrets. 
<laughs> Best preview on steeps.com. Please follow Martin Bednar. <laughs> He wrote this about 22 hours ago, so it was just after his exam. Oh, that was meant for us. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can click on this and like see where he bought it and what kind of tea it is. So this one is black tea. Blah, 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 but uh, caffeine high and ingredients, where's the booze? Caramel, ginger, oak wood, oak wood, no. Oak wood? <laughs> Berge, bergamot, yeah, there's nothing about booze, I guess you just like put booze in it for no reason. <laughs> just pour rum in it, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so thanks a lot for recording. Yeah. Or tea indulgent episode. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy your tea. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's stay my happy, stay healthy, and drink more tea. I'm gonna say no. Don't drink tea. <laughs> don't do it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just imagine instead of initiating sex, you're making me a cup of tea. You say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And I say, oh my god, I would love a cup of tea, thank you. Then make me tea, because you know I always want a cup of tea. If you say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And I'm like, hmm, let me think about that. Yes, I always want tea. Then you can make me a cup of tea, because I always want a cup of tea. If you offer someone else a cup of tea and they don't drink it, and this is the important bit, I will drink their tea. I always want a cup of tea. Don't make them drink it, I will drink it for them. If they say, no thank you, don't make them drink tea. Don't get annoyed at them for not wanting tea, just give me the tea. They did want tea, and now they don't. I want that tea. And if I am unconscious, and you have made some tea, wake me up. I will want that tea. We found some sensitive. What the fuck? Oh, I can't say that. Oh, oh. Sensitive info. <laughs> Why? Why? No. Just no. You can do it. One more. Sensitive. What is sensitive. that word? Sensitive. 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 <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs>